Welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast. In this episode, I talk with a good friend of mine, Ross Holliban. We dive into the world of sports in a conversation about our favorite sports movies. Sports and competition provides great drama, highs, lows, and some of our greatest memories. Honestly, I think sports is society's first reality show. So of course, it can be the setting for some of the best movies. Ross and I sat down recently to talk about some of our favorites. We're both big fans of sports and movies, so our conversation was fun, lively, and long. So long, in fact, that I'm going to share it with you over the next two weeks. So without further ado, here is part one of our conversation. Joining me on this episode of the Colby Cast is producer of the More Than a Mile podcast, writer for Fanta Tracks, owner of a magnificent Funko Pop collection, and one of the biggest sports fans I know, Ross Holliban. Welcome to the show, Ross. Hey, thank you so much, Colby. It's great to be here. And, you know, what what a fun, fun thing to talk about. And especially after hearing the first couple episodes that, that you've already knocked out of the park. Well, I'm really glad that you're on the show. Thank you very much for taking the time. And, and that, you know, just scratches the surface. You're a very busy man because those things that I just brought up don't even touch your day job. So congratulations on on everything that you're accomplishing and and being a good voice for the fans out there of, of various various fandoms, including sports. Uh, I wanted to have you on the this uh, this episode of the Colby cast, because as I mentioned, you are a, a big sports fan and sports is a big part of everyone's life in general some some people not so much and that's okay other people it gets to the point where it's a religion if we're talking about football in some regions or hockey in other regions you know anything really it can get to that point uh what has sports uh what kind of a role has sports in general played in your life uh, it's been everything you know it it is it taught me how to be a team player you know i've played sports you know, all growing up and even club hockey into college. So, nice. um, you know, and then adult league softball and, you know, work softball teams and things. So there's a social component. There's a societal component. There's, Hey, here's how you treat people. Here's, here's the right way to do it, to win and to, to enjoy yourself along the way. But, you know, there, there's those particip- participation components of it. No, but then there, there's just being a fan as well. And I grew up in Maryland and my family had season tickets to the Baltimore Colts. Oh, so, wow. you know, the Colts moved and, you know, it was, it was, the anniversary was two days ago. Uh, so it was <laughs> March 28th, 1984. Um, and I didn't go to school the next day oh, when wow. the Mayflower mm-hmm. vans came and left. So that was, but I stayed a Colts fan. So I was just like, Hey, here's this kid from Maryland who doesn't even know where Indiana is maybe on the map at this point. <laughs> and, and then I end up living in Indianapolis now. So it's, you know, now they're down the street and I kind of reach here for them after working in the NFL and the NHL and doing some stuff for MLB. Uh, so I, sports has been great. I love it. The, the people that work behind it to make it happen and the athletes and coaches on the front lines, you know, everyone makes so many sacrifices to to bring what people get to see on television. But then just the people that are out in adult leagues and stuff like that, that, you know, it, it is a fabric of who we are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when done right, it provides 
just some of the best experiences life can offer and not just fun, entertaining experiences, but it can also offer so many opportunities for personal growth when it's done right. And, and, you know, that's something that has been a big part of my life. And it sounds like it's as, as part of your life as well. Uh, you spent some time working for the, uh, with the NFL network, right? Correct. Yep. I was in, based out of Culver city before they even had the second studio done. So it was, you know, the, the, every, everything was getting set up in trailers with giant cables running from the trailers (laughs) into the building where the actual stage was. So the director is here and the talent is here and it was, it was nuts, but it was, it was great to be that part of the startup. So if you had seen, um, during my time there, if you had seen someone on Chargers cam, if you saw them on Ravens cam, like I was typically the one that set that up. Wow. Uh, so any of the remotes coming in, I worked with all 32 teams from, from the news desk in LA to say, Hey, can we talk to so-and-so tomorrow morning? Can we get this person? Can we get that person? So, wow. you know, just very fortunate. And Adam Schefter was there at the time. So I got to work very closely with him. Um, which I consider a, a blessing sure. uh, just with how professional he is with everything he does. Wow. Um, and, you know, whether it's coaches, players, people at NFL Network, I've been so fortunate to be around great leaders and great professionals to to really kind of hone my skills based off of that as well. What an exciting experience and a unique perspective, especially for a, a, a sports fan to be able to see it from that perspective. That's amazing. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on for this episode because the Colby Cast is primarily a TV and movie, a pop culture storytelling podcast. And and the beauty of sports is that it's not just the world's longest running reality show, right? We've been watching it's the, the drama that plays out on the field or the ice or the court isn't, is there for us to enjoy, but it also provides just a plethora an unending well of stories that people have turned into movies and television. So I thought it would be fun to talk about our favorite, um, sports movies. So we haven't shared anything about our lists together. So we may have some overlap, we may not, but let's get into this. Let's do it. So we're 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 going to keep it to a limited number, but I what we'll give an opportunity to do some honorable mentions, but let's get it started. What is the first sports movie on your list that you put on your favorites? I consider this a sports movie even though it may not have been pitched as one, but The Naked Gun So (laughs) as they're like Frank Drevin calling strikes as the umpire, um, you know, Reggie Jackson being in there as a, you know, basically a robot taken over. (laughs) There are so many, the the guy sliding into second base on the highlights and the tiger eating him. Like there were just so many beautiful, hilarious moments in that, that, you know, my friends and I from from high school, like still quote and joke about to this day. Absolutely. And oh man, I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember loving it, uh, just loving it as a kid. And you're right. Frank Drebin is just he's he's hilarious. And there some of the best scenes in that movie do take place in a baseball diamond. <laughs> Fantastic. That is I did not expect that. <laughs> 
<laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to catch you with that right off the bat because yes. that's that's one that I struggled with. Where I was just like, do I include this or don't I? And I was just like, you know what? There are sports to talk about with it, so I'm gonna I'm throwing it in here. It qualifies. Yes, you you threw me a, a curveball there for the first one, pun intended. Uh, I'll go to I'll go with mine next, which is Cool Runnings. Uh, in 1993 now i remember the the jamaican bobsled team in 1988 the real one that competed in the olympics and that was such a unique story such a wonderful thing for the world to experience is this team of jamaican men that were <laughs> that were competing in this sport that was certainly not you know part of their region was just a wonderful and unique story and then they turned it into this really charming and fun movie while most of it is fiction i actually read a little bit saying that uh one percent of it is true (laughs) but (laughs) that doesn't matter it also got to spotlight john candy so Absolutely. You know, that's a beautiful thing in itself. What a wonderful performance by him and everybody, honestly, the the entire team. And and I just love it because it's it's so much about believing in yourself and also believing in, in those around you, your team. It's just a wonderful um, lesson of believing in those around you and, and competing. And when you really are on the same page, you can accomplish wonderful things. Uh, and I still, to this day, I still quote, Sanka, you dead? Yeah, man. <laughs> Till still to this day, and it's just a fun, fun, entertaining story. What's next That's for you? That's awesome. Uh, so I'm going from lighthearted to punch you as hard as I can with Raging Bull. Oh wow! So that just the intensity, the cinematography, the you know the the darkness of everything that is, and I mean, if, if you look into sports and you know. So many, you know, whether it's uh, ESPN series or things like that, that that really dive into the the dark part of sports. Like you see it in boxing, may show it better than any other sport. Uh, maybe UFC now, but you yeah. know the damage that can be done, the the tough lives that these people live to get there. But you know, just an epic, an epic film where Naked Gun was a fun movie. Yeah, that this is a serious film. And was masterfully done. Well, hopefully, I don't lose any credibility when I say I've never seen it. I, I don't think it's lose credibility. It is so. It, it's like I have bought uh, Fellowship of the Ring probably twelve times <laughs> because I've given it away. Like every time someone's like, "Oh, I've never read this before," I was like, "Well, here's my copy. I'll just go yep. get a new one. Yeah, uh, go read this book and, and give me the magic of knowing you're experiencing this." for the first time. So now I look forward to you watching raging bull, hopefully with the kids and, you know, coming back and saying like, Oh, wow. Well, I just put it on my list because, you know, I, I do know that it's a classic and just, it is an iconic movie and performance by my gosh, the performance is is legendary. Uh, And it's one of those that, that, you know, I'd like to see just never have gotten around to it, but I've got, I just put it down on the list. It's going to, it's going to happen different. It's that different De Niro. It's just like, oh, wow. (laughs) Here we go. It's not one of those roles you expect him to have played. Of course it was, it was something that was helped to make him famous but you know in a a younger person nowadays that knows de niro i'm sure are surprised when uh, when they find out that he played that role um my next one is is another popular one it's it's about 20 22 years old uh remember the titans 
And I, to me, you have to say one thing. That's all you have to say is Denzel, right? I mean, mm-hmm. magnificent performer in everything he does. And he just shines in this movie, just the strength that he exudes. Uh, and the, I, I love his relationship with the assistant coach, even though they're not on the same page most of the time, but they find a way to get on the same page. They find a mutual respect. Uh, same thing with the kids, the team. It's really a wonderful story about learning, about personal growth, overcoming different differences, obstacles, and you can't talk about it without talking about the music too. The music in that movie is just fantastic. Just yeah. love it. Denzel. So I mean, Denzel's great. He's, he's on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you can tell that he understands it as well. Like a lot of sports movies, you can tell if, if there's just an actor or if there's an actor that understands sports. And you know, I, I, I think it's very easy to see, with the roles that he has played in these films that he gets it. Yeah. And, and there, there's an authentic, there's an authenticity you, you can't fake at that level. That's a very good point. And you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. And I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but there's another example that's higher up on this list that, that I think, um, I think really, drives that point home too. And it's, it's, it is a good point when you see somebody that understands the material that they're performing, it just takes things to another level. What's next on your list. So now I'm going, I'm, I'm hopping on the ice with miracle. I was, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to work for the Minnesota wild for a year and, and live in St. Paul right downtown. And I have been to Herbie's, there and I got to walk by the Herb Brooks statue every day going into the office. So, you know, I I can't thank the wonderful people of St. Paul, Minnesota enough for indoctrinating a huge hockey fan, but who's from Washington, D.C. in Maryland mm-hmm. um, and, and letting me really live the state of hockey. Um, and Miracle helps to do that, sure. you know. Understanding who Brooks is, understanding where some of those guys came from, and, and then just the amazing story, you know. And, and we, everyone knows Al Michaels' call mm-hmm. for it as well. So it is, it's so many levels. Miracles, just an important, important film. I agree with you, and I am just going to bite my tongue because we might be hearing something about that in a couple, in a couple minutes. So, <laughs> but very well, well said. And what, in, in the meantime, let's, let's hit yours. What, what, <laughs> what do you have there at eight? And uh, my next one is coach Carter, okay. which fun fact I just saw for the first time about two, three weeks ago, even though it came out you know, 15 ish years ago. Uh, and it's something that I was surprised myself that I hadn't seen it. I, I it's on Netflix and we sat down and we watched it and wow, just, I, I, I love, I love Sam Jackson's performance. I love so much what that character stands for because sports to him while he was a coach was everything was secondary because those players, they needed to be given a chance. That's really, I think what the, the movie is about is that you, if you're given a chance, you have to work for that chance. You have to earn that chance. And then you have to, you have to be ready to take that chance when it comes to you. And he, his coach Carter's uh, emphasis on education and being there for your teammates, being a good person 
those were the over, overarching themes. Basketball was so secondary to all of it. And I just, I just think that that movie really does a great job um, slamming that point home. Not to mention one of, I think, one of the most iconic lines in all of sports when when the young basketball player says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. So many people, not just young people, but of every age, we need to realize that that we can accomplish things that we don't believe we can. And we're not afraid always to fail. We're, many times we're afraid to succeed. And what is mm-hmm. that going to look like? And I just think that that movie just really beautifully illustrates it. Yeah, no, that's that's excellent. Beautifully put. And yeah, I mean, that's what it, that's what it should boil down to. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be parents yelling at kids over the glass or through the <laughs> fence to do this or, hey, um, you blew the call. It's, hey, how are we, how are we teaching people to be better people? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and just his strength and standing up for what he knows to be right with all the pressure that was being put on him. And it even got to the, uh, the point where the media was hounding him and parents were hounding him. The school was hounding him and he refused to bend and he took it as far as he could take it. And then to see his team respond the way that they did uh, just was is so heart heartwarming. All right. Next on your list. Next on my list is the natural. Mm. So Wonder Boy, getting that bat going, Robert Redford, like it, it's going back a little ways, but I remember seeing it as a little kid and I, I still, to this day, if I think about hitting a home run, I think about hitting the lights and having the fireworks <laughs> go off. Like that is, that's the epitome of the big hit. Iconic, iconic scene and just a classic movie. And I remember the music is beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. It just highlights some wonderful things in that movie and, Robert Redford, right? Robert Redford just yeah, yeah. Okay, here's another pun. Knocks it out of the park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to stick to baseball and going on to my next one and it's actually a movie. It wasn't a big blockbuster and and I don't see it talked about a ton, but it came out in 2009 and it's The Perfect Game. Okay. And it's the story about um 1957 Little League World Series the first team outside of the United States to win the Little League World Series, and they were the Industrial Little League of Monterrey, Mexico. And in they, it's, it's really the story of their process of becoming a team, traveling to the United States, qualifying for the Little League World Series, and then actually making the championship game. It's actually based on a, on a true story where we know that you know fictional stories uh, like to enhance things, but it is based in truth. And in the championship game, it's not a spoiler alert because it's in the title, uh, the, the pitcher for the, for the Mexican team, Angel Macias, he throws a perfect game. And if I'm correct in what I've read recently – it's still the only perfect game to be thrown in championship game history. And it is just a wonderfully made movie. It's a small movie with wonderful performances. There's so many challenges that the team uh, faces, of course, just the culture shock. And then, you know, they're it's so funny because most of them are very small in stature. They're going right. up against these kids that are, real good corn fed American boys. And they're just, you know, just hitting the leather off of the baseball and just overcoming fear and coming together as a team and believing in their coach. And there's a storyline there about the coach as well, that, that he needs a little bit of help. 
And it's, it's just a wonderfully charming movie that, you know, it isn't mentioned much, but it's definitely an uplifting watch. Yeah. And I need to, I, I want to say I have seen it, but I can't recall much of it. So yeah. that's one that I need to now add to my list. Well, it's going to be a good one for you. It certainly will. And and one of the things that I enjoyed about it also was taking uh, my kids to see it. Because at the time, they were young. They were about 10 and under. And uh, just uh, watching them watch it was a wonderful thing, too. So it's definitely something I think that you'll you'll enjoy. It's a wonderful story. Awesome. What you got next? Now I'm going to Denzel. So okay. he got game. Uh, Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, um, and even Ahsoka. I mean, Rosario. You know, in one of her earlier roles on there as well. So, you know, just and I think where we've talked about uh, score or soundtrack for some, you know, Public Enemy being involved um, and and having that part of the soundtrack and, and kind of helping to drive that so that even the story that occurred on the film, as you're hearing, you know, back then hearing it on the radio and hearing Chuck D singing and like putting all this together it's just like you know what? Like, this is important this is how this is how the rest of america gets to understand the urban situation more yeah um so just another important movie that i i think has impacted a lot of society at this point to understand things better um then especially with with anyone who was younger and grew up watching that and may have exposed their kids to it, there's a better understanding of how the world could work. Yeah. Uh, and one that I have to put on my list because I haven't seen it, but I will definitely be watching it now. But what you're telling me is something that highlights the fact that one of the things that is best about sports and sports entertainment is that it crosses boundaries. It's a safe and fun place to be able to teach and expose people to other ways of life. And you get a team together. It doesn't matter, even if it's a if it's a uh, if it's an individual sport. Every athlete is part of a team of coaches, of handlers, of parents. There, it's a it's a team. And anytime you get people together, you're going to learn things. If you're listening to each other, if you're pulling together, you're going to learn things about each other. And it sounds to me like that game that he got game the the movie it does a wonderful job at that. Yeah, it's you'll enjoy it. It's funny because my list, I get very serious at times. I get, <laughs> hey, here's comedic, but it's, you know, what made an impact and yep. what do I remember watching with friends or family and, you know, still talk about today? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, and, and that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. The story, no matter what kind of genre it is, is, is you can learn something from it, whether you're learning while you're laughing or you're learning while you're intensely focused or even you're learning while you're you're crying. And then you go out and you share it with the people that you love and the and the people that you know and you get to re-enjoy that experience again. It's it's um, it's wonderful. Um so I am going to go with my next on the list which is 42. Of course, boy, Chadwick Boseman just comes out of nowhere and just he's what that man accomplished in such a short time. And God rest his soul. It was just magnificent because he really embodied every character he played. And 
Jackie Robinson was was no exception to that. Uh, and then right next to him is Harrison Ford as Branch Rickey. And what a beautiful, just a wonderful performances by all involved and a, a wonderful tribute to this very, very important historical story that really, you know, you think of it now and this is happening in the 50s. You think it's a long time, but I remember growing up in the 80s, I'm sure you can relate, it did not seem like it was that long. We were learning about him in, in, in grade school, and I remember thinking, 30 years? That's really not that long ago. And it's it's such a wonderful movie that encapsulates so many beautiful things about that story. How can you, how can you leave it off, right? Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, back to the point of when we grew up, you know, I went to elementary school in Prince George's County in, in Maryland, just outside of D.C. Um, I didn't know at the time. I, I've learned since then because I've looked back on it. But I was in one of the first areas that had busing programs. Wow. So mm-hmm. inner city kids were being brought to my school. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just other kids. Like, I didn't think anything of it. Um you know, and I got some important life lessons along the way from that. And then especially being able to look back on it and say like, you know what, I'm a better person because that happened. And hopefully that helped kids that that didn't have the advantages that I had. Hopefully it helped them some, um, you know, I was ignorant to it because I was a little kid more worried about my crayons and my star Wars figures probably than anything else. (laughs) Um, but, but it is something to look back on and being like, okay, that was historical and that that has made an impact. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we could probably do an episode just on that movie. <laughs> but uh this is a a um a list show. So let's let's go to your next one. So next one is A League of Their Own. So I I found through this that, you know, baseball stories really resonate with me. And I don't know if it's the pacing and how it makes more sense for a film uh you don't need the same intensity at every time but you have epic moments and i think that's what baseball is is epic moments and this this is another one like following after 42 even though this is a little bit more comedic mm-hmm. at times it, it's still a serious story about empowering women um and yep. you know what they can be really good at this too yep. and you know towards the end of the movie as they're talking about you know, the league shutting down because the men are coming back from the war. It's like, why does it need to shut down? Right. You know, and and that's where, you know, I I think you and I would probably be in the same boat about a women's professional hockey league that was more expansive than currently exists. And I I know there's a lot of politics involved with that, with, with the dueling leagues, but, you know, a league of their own and having Madonna, having Gina Davis, having, Tom Hanks play a great role, but it's really about these women that made their mark during a special time in history there. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. And it's very funny because we have a tie. That is the next one on my list as well. Oh, League excellent. Of their own. Yeah, so just I'll I'll just chime in on my two cents because it was next on my list anyway. I just think it's such a beautifully made movie that has a very, very important and focused point to tell people. And they just execute it in the best ways possible the music the costumes the performances the the story it they take a historical event 
and they craft a fictional story to highlight the most important things about that event. And it's just remarkable. And I, I defy you to watch that movie and not get emotional at the end. Every single time I, I'm sitting there and I'm looking to my left and my right at my family, like, are they going to see me cry? Are they going to, are they going <laughs> to see me uh, tear up here? Because right. boy, oh boy, it's just, it's a wonderful example of so many things, but also music as well. How they use music in that movie uh, is just punches home the, the most important things and seeing the, daily life the character that has to bring her her child with her uh and while you know and the balance between drama and humor you brought it up it is a funny film but it can be funny in one moment and then the next it's 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 so important i think about the the theme the the scene where gina davis thinks for a moment that she's lost her husband and just the the powerful the heaviness of that moment and it's just the performance well, and, and that, that's amazing. kind of the the gift that comedy provides is here's an excuse to do something a little bit deeper um and it's smart storytellers that do that like it is you know anyone who i can i can honestly say i didn't love the prequels when they came out for star wars sure just because I was expecting different things. Like I love them now. Like again, like you made the pizza reference. I used the, the Baskin Robbins reference, like give me the worst ice cream in the store and I'm still going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, like that, (laughs) I still love it, but it's just like, uh, you know what? Like this vanilla is okay. But yeah. Um, just kind of those components like Lucas and the political stories that he told, Mm -hmm through that that i mean how much are they playing into the world we live in today and if if people take that moment to look at that extra step like it's not just lightsabers and aliens like there's a real story here and i think a league of their own really did a great job of showing that and how even things that happened back then there there's relevance to it still today yeah in, in just equality and it's served up on a on a plate that is not only easy to digest but enjoyable to digest and that's what i think the best movies do that they entertain us while they teach us and i think when we see a a, a really good movie we should walk out of there slightly changed just a little bit changed and i can tell you the league of their own just does a, a magnificent job at that so since we tied well, on that one we're we're going well, and, oh, and they go also they had great action as well mm-hmm. Yep. Like, and all of it seemed authentic and real. Like it was, you know, being able to watch it and see like, Hey, they're sliding, they're swinging, they're throwing, seeing Madonna do what she's doing, seeing Rosie O'Donnell, Mm -hmm. seeing Gina Davis, all of it was believable, but it, it it, believable and real. Like it was baseball action. So the fact that they didn't try to soften that, really just took it to that extra level yeah it's it's a it's a brilliant film it's a brilliant film what you got next uh we're gonna go to major league we're gonna we're gonna stay on (laughs) on the on the diamond um and the funny part about this i after we talked i rewatched this so i was like this probably has to be on here just again how many quotes i still use or joke with friends (laughs) but the the most memorable part of this watch for me 
was the movie starts by showing the Guardian on the Cleveland Bridge. Mm-hmm. And now that's what they've changed the name to. Right. Right. So I was just, I like paused it and was like, oh my God, that's amazing that this classic yep. slapstick film started with this piece that is now 100% relevant today heading into this baseball season yep. where it will be the Cleveland Guardians for the first time. Yeah. Life imitates art, right? <laughs> yeah. So th- that was that was like, oh my God, this is so cool right now. That, that is. That's very cool. And that is a very funny movie. Your your list is helping me to remember that sports movies are can be very funny too. And while I have The League of Their Own, which is uh which is also a funny film, I'm realizing my list is is much more geared towards a heavy or emotional type of sports movie. But you're right, there are some funny sports movies. I'm thinking Bull Durham. Bull, Bull Durham is a very funny movie. Well, you know, and I don't, I don't know, you know, I won't start rattling off movies because I don't want to <laughs> possibly ruin your list. But you know, there's there's a ton of fun, funny sports movies out there. Thank you for that reminder. Well, yeah, and the, there's, I mean, that's something to remember with sports. There's so many great personalities, and you know, it's not just someone yeah. swinging a bat or throwing a football or tackling someone. Yeah, the personalities of these individuals on the side, or like when you're when you're not on the field and the cameras aren't on, it, it's amazing to see. So, I enjoy when someone captures it the right way. Yeah. Um, what you won't see on my list is many football movies, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it goes either super dark or super goofy. Right. And it, it's hard to capture authentic football. Mm-hmm. Because so much goes into that, like, and it's 22 people moving at once to make it happen. So it is hard yeah. to orchestrate for, for a camera. Yeah. But yeah, I, you're right. So that is, that's where this goes. But again, yeah, major league, just funny, great one-liners. Uh, just a wonderful film to pop in on a pop in like we use video cassettes <laughs> a wonderful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a wonderful film to sit there and watch on a on a friday night and just just enjoy yourself and laugh yeah willie mays hay is pulling up short at second base <laughs> like that's that, wonderful and characters. the beautiful thing for me there is as i see that it's the giants that are that get him and i'm a giants fan so as uh <laughs> they're tagging him out i was like yes he's out <laughs> All right. So the next one on my list, uh, while not providing as many laughs, is, is still got its funny moments, is uh, The Blind Side. Of course, the 2009 film that uh, talks about Michael Orr and how he goes from basically pretty much homelessness to the first round uh, first round pick in the NFL for the Baltimore Ravens and the, the his story for going from that going through that journey and it's another one that i really enjoyed taking my kids to go see because of the importance of the of the of the themes in the story that the generosity the um, overcoming differences probably my favorite aspect of the film is michael Orr and the and the little and his little brother their relationship is just just so wonderful to watch and of course you know i, I believe sandra bullock won a um an Oscar for her performance in that, because how could she not? It's, it's a, it's a beautiful film. I I loved just the, the draw, the drama of it, but also the belief in looking at somebody that you don't expect, you expect one thing and they're, they're capable of so much more 
if they had just provided that opportunity. And it's it's a brilliant movie. It's wonderful. It's one of those that I will, if I'm flipping through the channels, uh, it stops me. And it's if we see it, it's it's going to be. We're sitting there until it's over. It's it's a great, great, lovely movie. No, that's awesome, and it and it is it's fun and solid. Uh, or got to Baltimore after I had left for NFL Network, so I didn't get mm-hmm. to work with him at all. But I did get to interview Quentin Aaron, who played him in uh-huh. the movie. When I moved to Minnesota, he was a guest at the Starkey Gala, which is a benefit for hearing devices, like a, a massive one. So mm-hmm. I got to interview Terrell Owens, Gene Simmons and his wife, um, all wow. these people. But one of the people that I had the most fun with was Quentin Aaron and talking to him. And I, I think he said that he would have to wear a size uh, 22 ice skate. Cause I was like, Hey, what would it take to get you on the, on the ice out here? He's like some 22s. <laughs> I'm not sure they exist. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, that was super funny, but he had a great performance in there. And it, again, yeah. the storytelling and you know, what, what so many of these players overcome, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, the work that they have to do and put in. And it, it's nice to see it recognized, even if it's sensationalized at parts, there, sure. there's truth to a lot of it. There is, there is. And that's, and that's the beautiful, the beautiful part of it. I hope you enjoyed the first part of our conversation as much as I did. Be sure to check out part two next week. If you'd like to reach out and say hi to Ross, you can find him at Ross Holliban on Twitter and at PopstarIndy on Instagram. Things are going to get pretty busy around here on the Colby cast. Of course, we're in the middle of Marvel's Moon Knight. You can catch Caleb, Luke, and my discussions weekly on our Moon Knighting episodes that come out later in the week. The hype for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is really ramping up. That movie hits theaters on Friday, May 6th. Then there's Star Wars Celebration in just over a month. And about that same time, the long-awaited and highly anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series. May and June are packed with fun things to watch and talk about. I'm having a blast sharing all of this with you. I want to thank Ross for joining me, and as always, thank you. Life's busy and time's valuable. I really appreciate everyone for choosing to spend some time listening to the Colby cast. You can find the Colby cast on Twitter and Instagram at the Colby cast. If you're wordy like me, you can send an email to the Colby cast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.